You're listening to Health Call Live, the area's only live local interactive radio hour devoted to you and your health. Watch the video live stream on the Health Call Facebook page and call us with your questions at 447-1190 or toll free at 800-333-1190. Here's your host, health and wellness correspondent, Lee Kelso. Good morning. Great to be with you again. Gosh, we have got another beautiful Saturday morning underway. I don't know where you're going, what you're doing, but I am so glad you took us along. Thank you for that. I want to begin today talking with a cardiologist who says your body just doesn't understand the world that we are living in today. Dr. James O'Keefe is a practicing cardiologist, a researcher, author, author of several scientific papers. He's published in key medical journals all over the place. Also written a book called The Forever, Forever Young Lifestyle. He wrote that with his wife, who is a registered dietitian. And they argue that all of us are orphans of a world that is just gone forever. And what he means by that is that our bodies evolve through the passage of time to survive by foraging for food and out there fighting to survive in the wild. So while today our warm, cushy lifestyle flooded with empty calories is leaving our body, well, kind of confused. Exactly right. I mean, our our GI tracts, our cardiovascular system, um, our tastes, our hormones. This is super importantly. Our hormones change drastically depending on how how you eat and how you sleep and 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 how you exercise and how you connect with others and you know whether you have you know these relationships like with you know with your with the people around you with dogs with plants you know that's why i'm a big fan of gardening and dogs and cats and and you know and prioritizing your relationships but but yeah the the practical stuff like 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 moving especially outdoor exercise especially um is mixing up with some strength training and stretching and and eating food that like comes from from nature and preferably the wilder the better because when you eat that way it changes your tastes because these hormones change and you'll stop craving junk food and you know things with added sugar and all those high calories you don't need to think about counting calories or how much to eat or when to stop eating or when to eat i mean you just you, it would become become natural because that's what we're genetically programmed to to do well, you told me just before we started recording here that uh, you're out with a new paper very soon, uh, kind of blowing a hole in the vegan myth. I got to hear more about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is something and uh, something that, that I, you know, I have a lot of uh, friends and colleagues um, in the cardiology world who are vegans or who have been vegans, have been espousing a vegan diet uh, for a long time. But but to me, it's just, and I don't want to be confrontational, but it's just like trying to get, you know, um, uh, keep a horse healthy feeding him meat. It's just not what we're designed for. And not, not that we're designed to be carnivores, but we're not designed to be herbivores either, just eating plants. We are omnivores. We are opportunistic omnivores, which means we eat things, you know, our ancient ancestors ate things like bugs and, you know, and, and whatever else they could. But, but increasingly, you know, we... Um, the the you know start with the, the modern american diet probably ha clearly has too much junky meat in it like sausage and bacon and processed meats and 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 like like burned meats are really bad for you that's that's where you get the carcinogens uh, from meat but but wholesome healthy uh, meat is super rich in nutrients like wild caught fish or shellfish or pasture raised poultry like chicken and 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 turkey uh, and pasture raised eggs even though they're high in cholesterol 
are very good for you in moderation. Um, the most important thing in the diet, and I always, uh, in my arguments uh, with vegans, either you know, writing or online or or in um, you know, in uh, in conferences, uh, I always uh, point out that like. I bet you anything, I eat more vegetables than you do as a vegan because like vegans eat a lot of plant food, but you know, uh, Coke and, and Cheetos are, are plant food, you know, the, but the, they're not healthy plant foods. The key is you want wholesome, healthy, sort of like like diet, uh, foods that, you know, like, like vegetables and fruits and, and vegetables are even more important than fruits because they're so low in calories and, and high in antioxidants. But the other thing about this diet is so, uh, most of the calories in that diet should come from uh, from healthy fats, you know, like like nuts and seeds and extra virgin olive oil and avocados and and oily naturally oily fish like like salmon and sardines and and trout sea bass. Um, but most of the weight of the diet, like if you're weighing the food you're eating, should should be like eighty percent of it. 57% as fat calories, those healthy unsaturated fats, but most of the weight in the, in, should come from vegetables and fruits. You know, there's not many calories. You can eat a ton of broccoli and, and Brussels sprouts and, and leafy greens and, uh, and um, carrots, um, you know, every, every, basically says everything except potatoes. I mean, corn is a little starchy, but a little bit of corn is so, is so high in fiber that it's still good for you. But the point is, most of your plate should be colors, as my wife says. Each, each meal should be two colors and a protein. And the protein should be lean and fresh and, you know, the, the preferably um, not burned. So, so it's pretty simple. You know, but if if you follow a strict vegan diet, there'll be there'll be predictable problems. You're not getting enough protein, iron, zinc, um, taurine, um, and uh, and iodine. Um, and so you th have things like hair loss and, and muscle loss and osteoporosis, which is weak bones, and depression and anxiety actually uh, are important um, problems with, with a strict vegan diet. So uh, plus, if, if you've ever tried, Lee, have you ever tried to follow a vegan diet? No, no, I haven't. I, you know, I eat pretty healthfully and have for many years. And I've kind of always assumed that, as you just said, you know, animals are here. We've grown up eating them. And it seems like that's an important part of our diet. So I've not stepped across into that vegan field at all. Good. Well, I would encourage you not to. And, you know, it's OK to have a vegan meal from time to time because, you know, it's good to have variety in your diet and, and things like like legumes you know, like like lentils and beans and peas are, are good, healthy, you know, protein sources, uh, vegetable protein, nuts. I'm a huge fan of nuts. There's a there's a lot of great data showing that nuts are among the healthiest things you can eat. Um, but. But the point is, if you try to follow a strict vegan diet, you'll start having cravings. I mean, you'll like, like you'll need, you'll feel like I need some real protein. And plant protein is great, but animal protein is higher in in, in sort of biologic quality, so it's easier to make bone and muscle and you know, and things like omega three uh, are are very important for your brain health, super important brain and heart health. And if you're not getting enough uh, uh, fish in your diet and seafood, you you'll be deficient in omega three. In fact, I think it's one supplement 
supplement that most all of your listeners should be taking is an omega-3 supplement. It's just such a fundamental thing, and about 85 or 90% of Americans don't have uh, uh, adequate amounts of omega-3 in their diet or in their system when we measure it. Yeah, I'm, I do that with chia seed and flax seed, milled flax seed. I hope that gets it done in some fish occasionally. So uh, I haven't checked, but I hope my omega so levels are good. chia seed and flax seed are high in omega-3, but it's an omega-3 called alpha-linolenic acid. It's a plant-based omega-3 that's converted to the really important DHA and EPA omega-3s that, that are so important for the brain and the heart, only on the order of 1% to 5%. So uh, those are good healthy foods to add, but it does not uh, it does not excuse you from the need to like be eating fish two or three times a week and taking an omega-3 supplement. I mean, I really think this is so important. The data are, are stronger all the time. Uh, if you put all the randomized controlled data together, there's no question that omega-3 and, and you know, most of the really well-informed diet experts that you talk about um, uh, the, will will agree with that statement. Now, there, there's a lot of doctors, you know, who, I mean, doctors get virtually no training in nutrition. So doctors aren't necessarily the last word when it comes to nutrition uh, for, for a lot of these issues. Well, let's walk down that path just a little bit further. So, um, I, you know, there are ads all over the place for omega-3 products. There's krill oil and supermarket fish oil. What do I need to look for in picking the right quality and the right product of omega-3? Well, in the spirit of full disclosure, I'm the chief medical officer and founder of a company called CardioTabs that is, for, you know, designed for heart health. But and and we, you know, spend a lot of time and energy, you know, sourcing the the, the best and purest omega three we can find. It's over the counter, but there's a lot of good uh, omega three brands out there. Um, but but the the most important thing, Lee, is that the amount of DHA and EPA in the product. These are these two things. And so krill oil is is very low in EPA and DHA. It has something called phospholipid, so it's a little easier to digest. But the key is omega-3, you should be getting at least 1,000 milligrams of EPA plus DHA per day, one gram or 1,000 milligrams. Um, I mean, I think two grams is actually a better uh, thing to shoot for. That's about what I shoot for. And just read the label on the back of the omega-3 uh, product and, you know, make sure it's from a reputable brand because there can be impurities in, in fish oil, but, but a high-quality product will have no mercury, uh, very low uh, oxidative uh, products in it. So, uh, so that's the thing, one to two grams of EPA plus DHA. Oh, and the other important thing is take it with a meal. You can take it all at once, uh, once a day, but you need to take it with a meal that has some fat in it because then it will be um, better absorbed. So I took a look at that after Dr. O'Keefe told me about the omega-3 thing there, and there are hundreds of studies suggesting that omega-3s provide benefits against cancer, asthma, depression, cardiovascular disease, ADHD, autoimmune diseases like rheumatoid arthritis, etc. These healthy fats all play a role in fighting disease because they help fight inflammation. We've talked before about what a critical process that is in your body. So there you have Dr. O'Keefe, a cardiologist, and you might be hearing him sound so excited about the American Heart Association's decision to update its recommendations to include more of something that doesn't really have anything to do with your heart, on the surface at least. Can you guess what that is? Something most of us enjoy, but we just don't get enough. So when we come back, stay tuned to see if you guessed correctly as to what the most important element added to the regimen for good heart health is. And we'll get to that when we come back with the Health Call Live Radio Hour on WoWo. Welcome back to Health Call Live. If you've got a question, you don't have to give blood to get the answer. 
Just call us at 447-1190. And we are back to continue the conversation with cardiologist Dr. James O'Keefe on how to live a forever young lifestyle. I first reached out to him because recently the American Heart Association changed its guidelines. You know, for years, they have been preaching the simple seven factors for healthy heart living. So that's diet, exercise, blood sugar control, blood pressure control, keep your weight in check, watch cholesterol, no smoking, those things. Now, they've shifted from the simple seven to what they call the essential eight. And they are now saying that's because sleep is so very important to your overall health, but particularly heart health. The AHA says sleep is vital, and Dr. O'Keefe agrees. Lee, sleep is just is just so fundamental to health and well-being. I'm glad they added it. To me, like like we talk about, you know, the the tripod that that your the foundation of your health is diet and exercise and sleep, and and maybe even the most important of that is sleep, uh, because it it if you're not sleeping well, it really is hard to be happy and healthy, and of course, again, in our modern world, you know, it's it's not easy to to get good quality sleep, partly because, you know, we have all these screens we're looking at and we're staying up late, and but. The data are increasingly clear that that you, there's nothing you are doing, nothing, nothing that you are doing that's more important than prioritizing your sleep, whatever. And 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 the the right time to get to bed is like nine o'clock or ten o'clock or ten thirty. The last train for a really good night's sleep leaves about ten thirty. You need to be on that or one of the earlier trains because early in the night, like your body is primed, hormonally primed to go in these deep slow wave sleep that flushes the debris that accumulates. Your brain is the most active uh, tissue in your body. It's only 2% of your body weight, but it burns 25% of your calories. I mean, it is just humming with electrical activity. And of course, you know, it's the, it's, it, it's so important, but, but because there's a lot of smoke and debris that accumulates, because it doesn't have a regular uh, lymph system like the rest of our body that we can flush it out. And, you know, so this stuff accumulates. And in the deep, slow-wave sleep, the channels open up, your brain cells shrink down a little bit, the vessels come down in size, and the cerebral spinal fluid, this clear fluid, comes and literally flushes out all the smoke and debris from the, from the, the day's, you know, stresses and thoughts and all that work that you've been doing and when you don't get to bed early enough you don't fully power wash your brain because at uh, by about one or two o'clock your four hours window for optimal brain washing to use that term is over you know there's you go to bed at one or two you might you know flush out for uh, for an hour or two but then you go into the second important fundamental part of sleep which you probably notice that the late, the second half of your sleep is when you do the the vivid dreaming, and vivid dreaming is file management. It throws out unneeded things like where I parked today. You know, you won't need to know that, you know, uh, the rest of your life. You you throw out unneeded um, short term memories, and you consolidate important long term information. So, if you get to bed early. You get your your brain nice and cleaned out, and you know that feeling, Lee. Like you're trying to sort, like things feel so overwhelming. You've been up late. Mm-hmm. It's late at night. A problem comes up. You just feel don't not capable. Then you get a nice long night's sleep. You wake up and go, oh yeah, this is manageable. I can figure this out. To you know, to to really learn new concepts, you need you need that you know at least seven hours of sleep a night, and preferably closer to eight. And for most people, that means being in bed like closer to eight and a half or nine hours. I mean, a lot of people think I mean that's just unreasonable. But in the long run, things like, like blood pressure, mood, 
um, hormonal status, appetite, uh, you know, there's just so many things that are really fundamentally dependent on a good night's sleep. So, yeah, I've I, seen uh, so much research that backs that up. A lot of testosterone production occurs during sleep. People who do not get adequate sleep tend to be obese at a higher rate than others. They tend to be diabetic at a higher rate than others. Yeah, we're, I, I'm, I'm on board with you there. And you know, what's really interesting is our sleep cycle used to be driven by by the 11 o'clock news, right? I'm, I'm a former TV news guy. I understand that whole process. And now that we're such an on-demand society, entertainment's all on demand, it's easier now to flip that off and live on your schedule, not the world's schedule. I think that's so important. I'm glad to hear you say all that. That's, uh, great. that's a great point, uh, Lee. And like I say, just prioritize that early bedtime. And then uh, and then the other thing that's important for, for, for a good night's sleep is getting outside for some fresh air, preferably early, that early morning sun really entrains your circadian rhythm. And when you get out and go for a walk or a swim or do a little gardening or go, you know, play with your kids, or your grandkids, just get outside, even if it's for 10 or 20 minutes in the morning, preferably doing some activity. That is a powerful a uh, adjunct to a good night's sleep. The, 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 again, it's all about hormones and you get outside that, that, earth, that, that sunshine. Or even if it's not sunny, you know, if you live in Seattle or someplace where it's rainy all the time, just that bright outside light really is important for your circadian rhythm management. I totally agree with all of that. So you wrote in your book, I thought this was real interesting as well. We get to our 40s and 50s, and it's almost as if our body is set to self-destruct at that point. What's going on there, and can we reverse that? Yeah, you know, I, I, it's sort of a sobering thought, but like like we have just like all animals and plants we have a defined lifespan and you know there's this sort of you know this group of people that want to live forever but you know, the reality is like we have a defined life because it's like we you know we're consuming resources and 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 evolution is like even in preserving our own genes it's better off if like at some point we get out of the way and let our kids and grandkids kind of you know carry the carry the carry the baton but the way we delay that that senescence and that sort of decrepitude and and ultimately our own demise is we stay fully engaged in life around us you don't need to be saving the planet or you know doing something heroic but you need to be contributing to the life around you whether that's your family or your neighbors or your garden or your dogs or your community or you know whatever is meaningful to you when you connect with life and support other life this is the most important thing in the long run for staying like active and sh and healthy and sharp because our body and its wisdom and this is genetically programmed through epigenetics when we kind of become sort of like an isolated selfish organism that's not part of the bigger tree of life we're like a twig that gets cut off from the sunlight i mean light just withdraws energy from it and you wither and die sooner you know not to mention you're happier and less you know just less vigorous but so the point is like it's 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 a, it's it's such a, a vital and par, par, important part of our life is to uh, is to engage in your own way, however that is, in contributing to life around you. I have enjoyed this conversation a great deal. I hope we will connect again in the future. Uh, your new paper is coming out soon on the vegan myth. I'll have to look for that and more. Um, but is there any last thought you want to leave us with? Well. Um, I guess, I guess my my point is that 
in our modern world we have so many distractions but nothing's more valuable than your health and your time and so if you keep this in mind as your top priority take care of yourself so that you can take care of the world around you it's just you know invest in your time and energy spent in in your health and well-being will pay off big time and and it's the most important thing isn't that interesting so there is a cardiologist dr james o'keefe a very traditional doctor but with very non-traditional approaches to health and wellness kind of very back to basics and found that kind of refreshing glad you landed on the program today to hear that my big takeaway i'm adding some dha and eha uh omega-3 fatty acids to my diet he recommends two grams i'm going to check that out and follow that prescription all right when we come back we're going to be taking a look at why aren't more people receiving weight loss drugs if they really work it's coming up next on the health call live radio hour on wowo podcasts by federated media 